You are listening to the Mom and Dad Podcast. A podcast about balance, growth, and navigating through your 20s and 30s. Welcome back, you guys, to the Mom and Dad Podcast. Today, we are going over our top 10 experiences as a married couple within the last four years. So yesterday was our anniversary. We are four years down the married life hole. Mm, that's not a great. <laughs> <laughs> just makes it seem like it's, it's, a, it's a slow descent. So we're four years in. I would say things are going pretty good. Yeah, we're, we're thriving. You sound very convinced that we were thriving. I was going to say 30 flirty and thriving, but I didn't want to quote 13 again. <laughs> 13 again? 13 going on 30. Yeah. Jennifer Garner. And I'm not 30. That was also a consideration that flashed through my head, which is why I made a last second audible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we go through our top 10 experiences. Um, I think we'll kind of just jump right into it because this might be a long one. Yeah. And and we don't want you to have to commit more time <laughs> than you need to. <laughs> yeah. So, so strap on your, your straps because here we go. We've got to think of some, uh, <laughs> some better catchphrases. Like some, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll think of better things to say to transition into these episodes. But for now, that's what you got. Let's jump into it. All right, what's the first one? You have the list in front of you. Number 10. Oh, we're going from least. Yeah. You know what's... Okay, that makes sense. So you've never done a countdown before. Number 10. Starting a podcast. Starting a podcast. It made the list. Yeah, and it should make the list. I think it's when I started it with you, or when you first came to me with the idea, I was a little bit like, I don't know if I want to put yourself out there like that. Yeah, talk to whoever's listening. But I don't know. It's just, it's, they're not things that we've never talked about, but I feel like it creates a time every week where we have a cool conversation. Yeah, and it we talk to each other. It almost yeah. keeps us accountable to talk to each other. Yeah. Which I don't think we have an issue with. Like, we definitely talk. But it's, it's different when you're like, the day-to-day, you see each other. It's like the friendship formula. You, your uh, frequency is high, so duration is low. Or like the, the depth of your conversations is pretty, it can become pretty shallow because it's like you know what's going on in each other's lives. And so you're just kind of like, you're attuned to it. So you don't need to talk about it or ask about it. And so you don't ask each other as much question, as many questions. And I think this forces us to ask each other kind of more unique questions that we wouldn't necessarily do on like a normal daily basis. Yeah. And maybe other couples have had this issue where because they know everything about each other, like when they go to dinner they're like, mm, so what do you talk about? Like, yeah. how was your day? Like, I already know how your day was. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's pretty common. Mm-hmm. I don't think couples would like to admit it because, oh, you have nothing to talk about. You, you're not a good couple, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I think that that's actually pretty common. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. To make sure that it's, it's like, like you say, it keeps us accountable to having a cool conversation at least every week. But it also keeps us accountable to continue to learn. 
mm-hmm. from each other and from whatever we're studying, basically. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's good on all fronts. Yeah. So I think it's definitely been a highlight of our relationship. Yeah. And even like if you feel like you're having boring conversations with your significant other, start start a podcast, you know? <laughs> You don't even have to release it. Just do just or maybe it. just just plan a time when you research some questions and ask each other them. You don't have to record it. You don't have to record it, but recording it sort of documents it's almost like a diary so that when you listen to it twenty years from now you You're like, it's like what a time were capsule. you thinking? Or you'd be like, We're so immature for our age. That's we the problem no that's the problem with social media. It's like you can look back on even still like I look back on a couple years ago and the, the things I was posting I'm like why why did I post that but it's also cool because it shows like the evolution of your development development yeah I guess that is cool but it's not cool that it's in front of everybody you know like <laughs> in the past it was like take a photo and it only stays on your friend's computer you know not to the whole entire public so there's pros and cons to that. Yeah. Um, I think there's other ways to seek growth other than in front of everybody watching. Not that everyone, that's the thing. No one cares, you know, like yeah. only you care that much, but I'm talking to myself here, but <laughs> anyway, what were so we talking you're about? Just having some like inner dialogue yeah. that you're working through at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. This podcast, it's number 10. We wanted to start off with it, but let's go to the next one. Number nine. Number nine. Moving to Utah. Moving to Utah. Which this one was like, it was, it was, it had its excitement, but it also had some downs. It wasn't all ups, you know. For you? I don't know. We just did a lot of bouncing around, living out of suitcases. It was right in the middle of COVID, so that kind of complicated things. Lived in the Airbnb for a couple of weeks, stayed with your brother for a couple of weeks. And so we I didn't think it around. was like bad though. Like I no. almost, I thought it was good. Well, I was also ramping at work yeah. remotely. That, that was probably not fun for you. It was not fun. It was extremely stressful. Because when we got here, I was like really excited. Mm-hmm. I remember telling my friend, I'm like, I'm just so excited to go explore everything. And she's like, yeah, that wore off on me like a couple months ago. And now I'm like in that zone of like, okay, it's kind of worn off because when we first moved here, like every weekend we were going somewhere, you know, like seeing mm-hmm. somewhere, something new. And now it's like, what do we do? You know, <laughs> what's left yeah. to do? The weather hasn't been great, but I don't know. I think it's kind of worn off like the moving to a new place. Yeah. I just wish it had better mushroom foraging to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah. I wish it did too, but now we have a garden in our backyard so you can just grow your own. I can grow my own mushrooms, but they're like really damp, dark places. So I'll probably just end up. Well, that's what I told you. We have a little porch area. It's like a two by four, you know, you can just plant them right underneath the deck. With the spiders? With the spiders. Well, what's the difference between the forest and I'd underneath our deck? Grow them in our nice, clean, spiderless basement than underneath okay. a deck with webs everywhere. <laughs> Just, I've thought through it a little bit. That's kind of what I'm Wait, thinking. then why don't you start right now? I should. I keep forgetting to order them. You can what order do you like need? 
You just ordered the mushrooms. They're already like pre-grown. But what do you plant them in? I don't even know if you plant them. I think they're just, I don't know. They're sitting, they need something to consume. Like like, water. Normally what they do is they plant plugs that have, there's like soaked in the spores and they, they drill holes into a log and then Mm. you push the plugs into the, the holes and then. Plugs are like the seeds? No, a, a plug is like, it's, I don't even know what type. It's like, it almost looks like a little bit of macaroni. It's just like a little straight plug hmm. and they, they soak it or they cover it in the mushroom spores and then you put it in the wood and then the spores start to sort of like break down and consume the wood because that's what mushrooms do. They're, they're decomposers. Okay. And so they grow out of, out from the I would wood. need to see like a YouTube video. This is very confusing. It's really intense. You just cut up like a big branch, well, you drill should, holes in it and push the plugs into it. You should definitely do it. I should, but it sounded really involved. So I might just do the kit where they're already kind of growing. Yeah. Where it looks like the hedgehog thing that you could get in the 90s where it would yeah. grow. <laughs> it kind of looks like that. Yeah. I like kids. Yeah. Kids are nice. All right. And also I wanted to add about this list. I feel like one and two like deserve the spots of one and two, but like 10 through three, three through 10, they're kind of just like events. There's not really a rating to them. It's just, they're just events that's happened in our relationship. I just wanted to add that because if we're like going on the basis of rating, Mm -hmm. I feel like it, it, it's not right. So, okay. Next. Okay. Number eight. Number eight. Okay. Our trip to Seattle. Our trip to Seattle. There had to have been 20... 20... 20, End of 2019? Beginning of 2020. Yeah, it was probably January. January of 2020. So Remy was three months old. And I know he was three months old because I just went through his baby book. And there's a page where it says, your first trip. And it was Seattle. And how old are you? Three months. So I knew... I know he was three months, so probably about January. I feel mm-hmm. like we wouldn't go. It didn't seem like it was Christmas time when we went. It was, yeah, it was still wintry, but post Christmas. Yeah. Um, why did we decide to do that? I think for New Year's. It was, yeah, it was January. It was New Year's. Oh, was it New Year's? Yeah. Like we were there we for New Year's? Yeah, we were there. We got there on New Year's Eve, I think. We like pulled oh. in at night. I don't even remember why we left so late, but we, we got there at night and then we walked. Around to try and see the Space Needle drop. That's what you wanted to go in the first place. You want to go watch the Space Needle drop. Space Needle drop? I don't know if the drop? Space Needle drops. No. There was like a light show on the Space Needle or something like that at um, 12. Oh. And we didn't even stay up for it because we had a three-month-old. Yeah. So I remember walking to a convenience store that was right under the Space Needle. Oh, and yeah. And got like some some drinks, like some Yoohoo. Yoohoo? Like some chocolate milk or something. I don't remember. Yeah, you just went to the this. I remember, and then you're like, "Oh yeah," and I saw. Yeah, I, was I like, saw oh, the lights right on it. We're pretty close to because we couldn't find the Space Needle, which is really a hard feat to do to go to Seattle, which is not very big, and not be able to find the Space Needle. Yeah. But anyway, I walked to it just randomly, and then I just went into a you know a little convenience store like right under it, bought some some chocolate milk or something, and then just walked back. And yeah, then we were in bed by like nine thirty or something. Yeah, I don't remember. So we went to Seattle and we got a little studio room. Wait, all all hotel rooms are studios. 
Yes. I'm an idiot. But are they? Yeah, they're all studios. You walk in and there's the beds and then you have a bathroom. Sure, yeah. You have a room. Okay, so we have a three-month-old, a tiny little room, mm-hmm. and like the shower. In a very hipster hotel. It was really cool. I would go back. You I think it was back, a really cool hotel. Carrying Remy's. I wouldn't have a elevator. So the room had a bed in it and there was probably like two feet on each sides of the bed Mm -hmm. and the shower was in the room, like just glass walls. Mm -hmm. So like you could be showering and then you could just like see the person sleeping on the bed. And then the sink was like right outside. So it was a really small room, just not a lot of space. Mm And we had Remy, we had a three month old and there was no room for like, uh, what do you call them? The cribs. Why am I spacing? Pack and play. A pack and play. I always forget. I always want to say porta crib. I don't think that's even a thing though. Yeah. So there was no room for any sort of crib. We had his docketot because that's what we were doing Mm. anyway. When he was three months old, he just slept in between us and his docketot, which People can Not get up in arms yeah. about that, but um, anyway, we we're totally comfortable doing that. So we had we brought his docketot and we put the docketot on the side of the bed because the bed was like a double, a twin, a full, a full bed. It was really small; he would not fit in there. So we had the docketot on the ground next to us, and he was just like he didn't move, he didn't roll. Yeah, he so, couldn't do anything at that point in his life. Yeah, it was like totally chill. But if we brought him now, it would not work. Would not work. And Seattle's not like a super kid type city. It's like a dog type city. Like people have pets. Yeah, there's not a lot of family friendly things to do. So when you walk into places with kids, it's kind of a little like here, for example, walking with kids, there's everyone's got kids and there's kids screaming all over. But if you walk in there, you're kind of like a little more self-conscious, like don't make any noise kid. Like, yeah. But I think we went at the perfect time with him because he kind of just slept all the time. Yeah. And we like took him out to dinner and it was late, but he just like, he slept in his car seat the whole time. Yeah. Like it was totally fine. Mm -hmm. So I had a really good time on that trip. It was kind of the last trip before everything shut down. Yeah, we we didn't even know about COVID in January. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was crazy because it, it still seemed... I remember like the next day, we got a little bit of taste of what COVID was going to be like because there was no one on the streets. It was like a Monday, but it was mm-hmm. New Year's Day, and so everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, number seven, washing elephants. Washing elephants. So our baby moon, I would call it our baby moon. Our trip. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, I guess you could call it that. Um, yeah, let's call it that. Let's call it that. <laughs> so we went on a it little... It was more like Ashley saying, hey, how about we go to Thailand and Europe for like a whole month? And I was like, okay. We're living in a trailer anyway, and you don't Saving work for another five and, months. Yeah, I work a job that makes pretty good money and then has a lot of free time. Yeah, let's so... Do it. We're like, let's just take off for the month, mm-hmm. which was super fun. And anyway, we went to Thailand and had the coolest experience washing elephants and like feeding elephants. And I never realized how cool elephants are. 
Yeah. Like being up close to one. Yeah. Like these are the coolest animals ever. Yeah. You just give them full bananas. They're, yeah. they're miniature. They were miniature bananas, but they were full bananas. And you like just hand peel it to them and, and they just eat the peel. Like they they just, don't care. They're they not just, picky. Yeah. <laughs> not picky. <laughs> and they big old baskets full of like, I don't know, 40, 50 pound baskets full. Yeah. And just like chowing down on them. Because yeah. they're elephants. And, they're and there were like baby elephants and... Uh, the baby that kept running around. Oh, it was so cute. Yeah, they're really... Uh, the baby's really playful, but they kind of tell you, I think, to like stay away from them because they're unpredictable and the moms might get mad. Yeah, and they're still large animals and they're they can trample big. you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a puppy. It's um, not a puppy. They act like a puppy, but... They act totally like puppies and they're super cute. hundred times bigger. Super cute. And then you... And then if that's not enough... And by the way, we went to the Green Elephant Sanctuary in Phuket. But we also, so we got to feed them and we got to bathe with them. Mm-hmm. And we bathed with them in this like big puddle, basically. <laughs> big muddy puddle. A big muddy puddle. And it was kind of scary because like they would be in the water with you. Like they could just step on your foot. Done foot broken but there was so much mud i bet it would just like sink down <laughs> ow but still like an Probably. elephant stepping on your foot yeah you would just sink down in the mud like with it and you'd see in a like a dr seuss book because you couldn't see like you stick your hand under a couple inches and you can't see your hand anymore like yeah, it was muddy the was water puddle, was muddy a mud, puddle. a mud puddle a giant mud puddle and the thing is watch, like seven elephants yeah and the thing is all of a sudden like the elephant would be in front of you, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, this like the snout, trunk, the tr- the trunk, trunk, elephant, the trunk. trunk. I don't... Yeah, they have trunks. Yeah, elephant trunk. The trunk would just like pop up behind you, and you're like, "Where did that come from?" Yeah. <laughs> you're and like, they "Wait, can spray you're over there with a lot of force." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can spray water, and then their their trainers or they're it's kind of like their their human companions. Yeah. They, that's a really cool part of it too. Remember that guy that was just like, he would, the wrestle. Way he would play with, yeah, he'd wrestle with them and they were just having fun. They were like best buds mm-hmm. because that trainer is always with that elephant. Mm-hmm. And from the time that elephant is a baby, that trainer is there with them. So they're like linked for life, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it you was could fun tell to watch were, them. They were just so close. Like it was just like a. I don't know. It was, it was almost more than a per, like a, a person and their dog, like because they they live with. The, I don't know. It just they're like a caretaker, and I don't know. It was cool. Yeah, watching them play was really fun. And then you get to slap mud on them and just like rub it around because apparently that they like that. Yeah. Or maybe that's just something that they tell us to do because it's fun. No, I think it like helps clean them. Yeah, some it did something beneficial for the elephants, but like yeah, their it skin, really cool. it does something. But a really great part about it, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm just like my mouth is drooling. The food we ate afterward. I don't oh, remember it. I do. I remember they give us like Sprite in a weird can. They, they did give us Sprite. I remember that. But they gave us a full course meal, and it was so good. Yeah, if you ever go to Phuket, Thailand... Go to Green Elephant Sanctuary. You will not not regret it. Yeah, it was wonderful. Um, All with the money. 
It wasn't even that expensive. I think it was like yeah, it was $80 like, it was like per person. like bucks per person. Yeah. To go play with some of the coolest animals on it. And they drive you there and feed you. So yeah, it was awesome. Seven? Six. Six, okay. Third anniversary during COVID. Last anniversary. So this is our fourth anniversary. Which was yesterday. Which was yesterday and... The 24th. Our third anniversary last year was right smack when COVID was in full force. Raging. When we were all like wiping down our food that we would get like takeout, we wiped down the paper bags with... Or the groceries. Disinfecting wipes. Yeah. Yeah. We were in, in full scared mode. Mm-hmm. Um. And when COVID hit, we all like bunk, buckered, bunkled, bunk, what are you bunkered. Going for? Sure. Bunkered? Bunker. I'm, I'm waiting for what comes next so I can know <laughs> if that's correct or not. We all bunkered down at your parents' house. Hunkered down. Is bunkered. What bunkered is not something that people say. <laughs> bunkered down. It's hunkered. Hunkered. We hunkered down. To no. hunker down is to we bunk like a bunk. <laughs> we bunkered. You're, you're clearly running with this, but it's no. Definitely this is not correct. Let me look it up. Down. Yes, bunkered down. Bunkered down. I'm right. Hunkered down. To if, hunker down is a normal phrase. If to you're bunker down, okay, listen. If your meaning is to settle in for a long time or wait for a difficult situation to end, continue. <laughs> I'm, I can't finish it. Why? Why can't you finish it? I'm I'm incredibly intrigued now. Okay, fine. You can't say anything after I finish saying this. No looks, don't say anything. The customary verb phrase is hunker down. <laughs> the verb bunker minus the adverb down usually means to hit a golf ball into <laughs> a sand trap or to store fuel in a tank. <laughs> okay, so we hunkered down <laughs> at your parents' house. For like how many weeks? Several it was a weeks. While. Like we kept coming back and they loved it. That was like a highlight of my 2021. I lo- I loved it. We literally just had a ball every day. Yeah, it was a really great time. We just all stayed at your parents' house and just had a good time. So we had our third anniversary during that time and we weren't going to go out anywhere to celebrate. Mm -hmm. So we ordered in some sushi and your whole family was in the family room. And then we were in the dining room eating sushi while our niece, who was (laughs) six at the time, I think, was our waitress. And she planned out, bless her little heart, she planned out the whole night. She like set the tables and and she lives for this. She oh she's yeah. gonna be a, like a wedding planner or the president of the United States, like some One of the other. shot caller. And she yeah she like wrote a, like a menu on the chalkboard that she had, and then she 
got us drinks and she put out, she made like little paper drawings of things that she scattered across the table for our viewing pleasure. Yeah, it was really cute. And she like kept popping her head in and be like, do you need anything? <laughs> yeah, she is pretty particular about what your answer is when she asks you something like that. <laughs> it's like, no, you're supposed to say, I want this item. And then she's like already had it ready to bring to you. Yeah, it was really cute. And it was really fun. It was, that's the only anniversary that I actually remember, which like, if you think back, you're like, oh, what did we do for, like, our second anniversary? I don't remember. Did we go to the beach? That was, I think it was our first anniversary. Um, so, yeah, third anniversary is definitely one to remember. It was a lot of fun. Yep. Number five. Remy's gender reveal party. No, not his party. Just finding out his gender. Oh. I was going to say, because the party was kind of... It, it was, was fun. It, we we just had people over so, and we yeah. popped a balloon. But actually finding out. So the plan was to find out and not tell. No, no, no. The plan was not to find out. And we were going to find out at the party once mm -hmm. we popped the balloon. Like my sister was going to plan it and we would find out and be surprised at the party with everyone. Mm -hmm. But I came into your work one day and we had already taken the the test of the, the blood, blood test, test to find the gender out. So I was probably like 14 weeks at this time and I was at your work and you were leading the beginning meeting or something. Yeah. And I was sitting in the back and I was looking in my health app or just my app that shows results. And I was looking in the messages and the tight, like the subject of the message was like weird numbers, like, like testing numbers and stuff. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like the gender couldn't be in here. It's probably just like another one of these like messages that I get because I had multiple messages like that. Mm -hmm. And then I opened the message and literally like the first line, it's a boy in all caps. And I literally just like just found out right there by myself. And I'm like, this was so anticlimactic. Like I wanted to cry because I was hormonal and pregnant and not feeling well. And then I didn't find out the way that I wanted to find out, which the reason why we make gender reveals so elaborate these days, like don't ask me, but I just had my expectations to like find out when the balloon popped. Yeah. And, and then I, you just spoiled it for me immediately. What? No, I didn't. Did you I, just tell me like in the the driveway of your yes. parents' house? Okay. But I was already spoiled. <laughs> I was spoiled myself. And then I, I don't, I guess I just like didn't say anything to you. And then I don't know. I don't know. But I went back to my parents' house and I I must have told you then. I was like, okay, I figured out the gender. And you're like, okay, well, don't tell me over text. Like, I'm just going to come over and you can tell me in person. And so you came over to the house and I took you outside because I didn't want anyone to hear. And I, I was like, it's a boy. And then that was it. I'm like, well, that's not what I anticipated how it going, but that's how it went. Yeah. So why is this one number five? <laughs> Because that was like, I don't know, it was just a moment that popped into my head. And oh, there is another story where 
I like kind of wanted a girl and I like so happy. I have a boy. Like I'm so happy. Our first child was a boy, Mm -hmm. but I, before knowing Remy was a boy, I like wanted a girl and I remember, I don't know. Do you remember this? You told me about it. I told you about it. You were there. I, <laughs> I was differing accounts in our minds of what happened. So I was really, so I was really sick for like the first like 26 weeks of the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I found out it was, it was a boy and maybe a couple weeks later I was laying in bed and I just started crying because I was like, I really wanted a girl. And then Justin walks into the room and I started crying even more. And he's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, well, I was really sad that it was a boy. And then I remembered, and then I thought about having a mini you. And then I was really happy because we would have a mini you. Wait, wasn't I dressed in like church clothes? Yeah. I don't know where you were going. And you wanted, you wanted to dress him up in little baby church clothes. Oh, <laughs> That's what you, I that's thought what about sold him. you on having a boy. You're like, oh, I could dress him up like a little, little businessman. I thought of him in a little baby suit standing next to you. Yep. How cute. Adorable, which we still haven't really done. No. We should get on that. Honestly, I don't buy him church clothes because he, he grows, grows out of everything. He grows out of everything so fast and he wears it maybe every other week because we don't even go to church every week. So anyway... I just like had a moment and I was like, okay, I'm happy. It's a boy now. (laughs) That was funny. And I've never looked back. Yeah. And look what we got. Like he's, Oh my gosh. He's the best. He's seriously the best. All right. Number four, living in a trailer. Highlight of our relationship. Definitely deserves a number four spot. Probably deserves a number three spot, to be honest. I don't remember what number three is, so I can't. Don't tell him yet, but that is Justin's opinion that it should be number three. Anyway, living in a trailer. The one, the one thing about it that wasn't super cool was telling people that we live in a trailer because then they just give this look of pity. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like you're poor. (laughs) (laughs) We did it on purpose. Okay. Like we could afford an apartment if we wanted one, but this is way cooler because. Way cooler. Yeah, so that that was one con. The other con was the space in between the wall of the bedroom and the bed. So and small. And the height of the bed. And there were so that many stairs. Hard. Yeah. So many unnecessary stairs. Like, I was always slipping on them. Yeah, they were very narrow and they very were very slippery. slippery. Like, don't wear socks. Yeah. Because you're your done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I actually, on that property, I have lived in a tent for an entire summer. I've lived in, in, lived in a trailer for an entire year and then lived in the house. So I've experienced it in all mediums of... All forms. Yeah, yeah of dwellings. Um, a, another con of it, very memorable experience, was when the, the poop tank oh. broke. It, it Like brand new. The brand thing was new. Brand spanking new. And this, the, thing the t- holding tank leaked. So what started happening was it started smelling really, really bad. Yeah. 
going 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 to living in a trailer with your eyes wide open people because it's <laughs> it's definitely it has its cons but the cons are are like i Manageable. can't really remember too many pros i just remember that the pro, the the cons made really funny stories afterward yeah like we had to move out for like 3 weeks yeah <laughs> we stayed at like your parents we stayed at my parents and we stayed at your parents half the time half the time while the thing was being fixed cuz they had to take it away and it and was fix so it. big that my dad, well, I didn't have a truck. My dad's truck was not big enough to tow it. Yeah. Triple axle. Thing weighed 17,000 pounds. I don't remember the weight. I think it was like 17,000 pounds. Yeah, it was pretty large. 30, 42 foot. 42 feet. Yeah. So we finally got that thing set up, and then I don't even know how long we were in it, and then it broke. It, we were... We, we moved, I don't remember exactly when we moved into it, but it was like, I remember it being Halloween when we looked under, we're like, what is the smell? Like, what's going on Like, here? we thought something died. Yeah, and then we, <laughs> we got down our hands and knees and looked under on Halloween, because I remember it was like a really perfect day, and we looked under it, got down our hands and knees and saw a puddle, like a, like a dark spot in the gravel, and we're like... Uh. Yeah, it was it was not ideal. There was there was uh It smelled so bad. And then even after we got it fixed though, still had to deal with the holding tank and so there's like a a, a internal holding tank and then there's the external 350 gallon holding tank that we had to purchase and it was bright yellow. We like covered up with a We had a pretty tarp. good system. I had a pretty good system. I had to do it. You didn't ever have to flush that thing. When did you flush it? Someone came out and flushed it. I cleaned it. I I I moved it from the internal holding tank to the external holding tank. What does that even mean? I don't want to go into detail, <laughs> but it's not pleasant. Well, how often did you have to do that? Like once a month. I don't remember that. Yeah, I know you don't remember it, but I have it seared in my memory for all eternity. It's not fun. Okay. Anyway. But worth it. Yeah. So again, the cons make great stories, which is probably why it's a good memory. But the pros, for some reason, I just really like being in small places. Like it just felt really cozy. Yeah. When we, when we moved into our first home, I was like, this is too much space. Like the mm -hmm. walls are too far apart. It I felt need huge. To be, it was 1800 square feet and it felt huge. I need, I need walls closer to me. Mm-hmm. Just came accustomed to that, the small, small life, but it was really nice. We'll always remember when we lived in the trailer. Mm -hmm. So what's number three? Scuba diving in Thailand. So in this was more, Fifi Island. this was more my favorite because, so this is another experience in Thailand. We went, we not scuba diving. We went snorkeling. Snorkeling. Oh yeah, snorkeling. We went snorkeling and it literally felt like a dream. Like I felt like a fish just swimming around in this beautiful clear water with these just like massive cliffs around us in our little little boat. What are those boats called? I don't remember what they're called, but they're like a really narrow, not super narrow, but they're, they put like, they, they rig old car engines to be the engine for the boat and it's. It's really pretty intense to see them the way they run. It's like an yeah. exposed car engine sitting on the back of the boat. Yeah, it was like 
probably one of the most magical experiences of my life. Like all these different kinds of fish and oh, it was so beautiful. Like I would do that again in a heartbeat. It was magical. But Justin, on the other hand, had a different experience. Yeah, like you felt like a fish. I felt like bait. (laughs) (laughs) That sums up the experience. So when, when we got back into the boat, I was like, that was so awesome. And Justin's like... I was literally getting eaten alive by thousands of fish. Tiny little fish, little punks. Like you could tell they just had attitude issues because they would t- wait till I turn my back as I'm swimming around, and then they come and bite me in the back. <laughs> Maybe they're like they had little guy. tiny mouths, and they'd like I don't know if it's like the melanin content of my skin or just like the tone of it. That they really plotted and they plotted defeat. And there were thousands of them just swarming around you. And you're like, oh, look at the beautiful fish. And I'm like, these things are a threat to our health, <laughs> to our well-being. And the, every time I turn around, without fail, it's just, and you, obviously in the water, you know, you, you're not as in your element as they are. And so they know it. They're at the upper hand. And then just... Literally, you guys, I didn't get bit once. I never got one one little nibble from these little fish, and Justin was just getting attacked. Yeah, and I I grew up with maybe like, they're the mosquitoes of the sea. They are. They're little little rats, little sea rats, and they're just like tropical, beautiful colored sea rats that just bite you for no reason. Like they didn't get anything from it, except for maybe amusement. I'm just, I'm just picturing me off, just like having the time of my life. And Justin's over here just trying to <laughs> trying to punch the little sea rats in the face, a, just, just fighting just, for his life. And there's thou like there's thousands there's of them around me. So many. I can't possibly punch all of them. And it was it was a truly an annoying experience. But yeah, it was cool. It was, it was oh cool man, swimming. I want to do that so bad again. It was just like I think about it, and it's almost like craving. A really delicious meal. Yeah. Like that's how I Which, crave going back there. Yeah. You did have some really delicious meals that you craved there. Remember the Turkish? Oh yeah. And I've never, we have to go back. We have to go back. Oh yeah. my gosh. I Pe- can't wait. Uh, I think they call it PP or Fifi. PP. I think they call it PP. They call Island. it PP, but we never wanted to call it PP. So we <laughs> call it PP. I think people call it Fifi. So I don't have to call it PP. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, you know, Really, really cool place. Man, I can't wait. Kind of a party town, to be honest. I can't wait to travel with Remy. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly, right now doesn't sound appealing, but like when he can actually communicate and like mm-hmm. understand what we're saying and stuff, and maybe he can sit still for more than two seconds. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but yeah. I, th- I think it'll get a little bit better. Obviously, he's a kid, but... I can't wait to like experience things with him and like through his eyes mm-hmm. traveling with him. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah. Number two. Wedding day. Our wedding day. Where to begin? Waking up. My friends are in town getting ready. I think th- so w- when the wedding was done and through. Justin and I were just like, I think the best part of our wedding was just having everyone we loved in one place. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, everybody was there mm-hmm. and that was just the highlight of it. Yeah. And getting to just 
And the food. And the food. Mm, the cake was really good. Everyone that attended the wedding was like, the dance party was amazing and the food was amazing. It was just like a good party. If we, that's the be best so compliments bold. I could have received from that. Yeah, shout out to the local grind, Hawaiian food cart slash catering so, in Portland. So the reason that we had that food at our wedding was because. Justin and I went to Portland State together, and we would always go and get this food cart. And so we're like, we should see if they cater weddings. And they definitely Lo and do. Behold, they did. Yeah, it was so good. Everyone loved it. I wonder if they're still in business. I hope so. I hope so. Next time we're in Portland, we should go. The local grind is like a Hawaiian food cart. They have like mm. mac salad and different chicken. Kalua pulled pork. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, it was delicious. And then, yeah, just having everyone together. We sang a song at our wedding. Yeah, so that was. And we threw that together day of. Yeah, wrote you. I don't know if you had that part planned, like the the Riptide, Skinny Love. Well, we mashup. no no no. We sang that song on the road trip. Oh my gosh, we should watch that video if we can find it. Where is it? Somewhere. I'm sure it's, like, posted on a Facebook page or something. Yeah, I, I think it's in my external hard drive somewhere. But, yeah, the... Oh, my gosh. The song that we did on the road trip home from Utah, which we've talked about before, but... We weren't dating. Weren't dating. I was coming back from seeing my girlfriend, my then-girlfriend in Utah, that Ashley had come on the trip with me. And on the way back, we... We did a cover of the you song. You wanted to do a cover just to pass the time. Did I have a ukulele Riptide. with me? You did. You brought it for some reason. Probably mm. for that very reason. To do a cover? To do a cover. Yeah, so we did this cover, and then we ended up singing it that same cover on our wedding day. Yeah, and I wrote a custom rap for it. Yeah. Which was nerve-wracking because I wrote it in the trailer. My parents brought... The motor home, their motor home to the wedding venue for a place to like get ready. Yeah. And um, just, I remember just sitting in that thing frantically trying to write up 16 bars. A little clever rap. Yeah. It turned out pretty good. No, I think it turned out really good. And I think everyone really liked it. Yeah. I think my dad sent me the video of it. No one got like a really great video of it, but yeah, I, it was really cute. Yeah, like waking up the next day and just thinking about like how magical of a day it had been. Just, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Never forget Good it. Good day. First. The very f number one highlight of our married life. Remy's can you guess? <laughs> Probably now. They can. Remy's birth. Remy's birth. Man, that was a long... Long time. Hours Long 31 hours. So where do we begin? Just had finished watching. Are we going to tell the whole entire birth story? Not to, I mean, yeah, if it's number one. We should at least tell the story. Okay. So I, we had a long day. I was achy in the back, which I hadn't really felt that, but I thought I was like, oh, I've just been up and about all day. Like. My back just kind of hurts because it was probably a week before my due date. Mm -hmm. And days, yeah. yeah. And we jump into bed. It was probably like 11 o'clock at night. Like we had left a game night at 
my sisters. Mm-hmm. We played games that night mm-hmm. and my back was really hurting, which now I know it was like contractions. Mm. Like I was having, I was, it was back labor and, um, we jump into bed. Justin was already laying down and then I lay down and all of a sudden I just feel this pop. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I couldn't stop saying, oh my gosh. And Justin's just like, what, what's going on? Well, you said it like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like really, like in a really fairly agitated or not agitated, but, um, like really excitable type of tone. And my immediate thought was there's a spider in the bed. I have to, time for me to be called into action. I need to kill the spider. And so I jumped up like looking for something to smash the spider with. I don't remember why the particular timbre of your tone told me it was a spider, but that's like immediately the first thing that popped into your head. It's like spider. My wife is nine months pregnant. There's a spider. Yelling, oh my gosh. She can't move. She's can't, she's a beached whale. She can't move. There's a spider. I have to get it. Yeah. Which is why she's not moving. Game time. Spider killing. And no, then shock. Okay, she water just broke. Okay, the hospital. <laughs> and I literally stand up and poosh, there's so much liquid. Yeah, and, and that's like, something. I, I think my water just broke. That is something that people don't prepare you for. Like not like oh like when your water breaks it's like really exciting but like supplies when your water breaks because my water broke and I was like literally liquid was just continually streaming from me and yeah, i we don't have to <laughs> hey this is just what happens okay and i like it would not stop and it's like well what do i do like i okay we can stop <laughs> got some towels I got some towels that's end of story right there and then we uh we called family and i was thinking i clearly did not like read the baby books or we didn't go any any classes really and i was like okay water breaks we probably got a we solid ha- 20 baby, minutes yeah this thing is, is out like i was freaking out yeah called my family i was like hey water just broke just so you guys know and they were just like chatting okay. it up talking to us and i was like i need actionable like direct solutions right now and they were just like they were like yeah probably just head to the hospital if it if it persists, and I was like, what do you mean persist? Your water just broke. Like, it's this thing is going to be here any second. <laughs> Clearly, I knew nothing. So we get in the car. I had all the bags packed and everything. And we had the hospital. That is such an exciting moment. That was such an exciting moment. And we get to the hospital, and I was like, hi, so my water broke. And they're like, okay, like, they didn't believe me. And... So they took me into triage. Is that what the room is called? Yeah. It's like, yeah, like the room before you go into the birthing room. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, well, let me just check. And I was like, okay, well, let me remove this giant liquid filled towel really quick. And they're like, okay, yeah, your water broke. And it's like, Like, that's what I just, that's what I told you. (laughs) So like, they didn't even check me. They're just like, okay, let's go into the, let's get you into a room. So then. And then we get into the room expecting fireworks and they're like, okay, well you can take a nap until like seven. (laughs) We'll wake you up in the morning. Go ahead and go to bed. And we just went to bed. So the thing was, I wasn't actually in labor. Um, My water had broken, but I wasn't in active labor. So like I wasn't feeling any contractions, literally just my water had broken. 
and that was it. So they're like, okay, well, if you don't like pick up by 7 a.m., then we'll start you on stuff. So anyway, we're not going to get into all the details of that, the rest of the story, but it was probably, so my water broke at 11 p.m. Next day at 7, they started me on Pitocin. Is that what gets you going? Mm -hmm. So they started me on Pitocin, and then I didn't have him until 5 a.m. the next day. So pushed for three hours. Literally, my eyes were going to pop out of my head. And yeah, it's intense to watch. I'm sure it's more intense to experience, experience firsthand. Yeah, I've never been so relieved in my life once he came out because I was like, I, I'm sure I had, like, I was this close and my fingers are up right now and there's about an inch between my thumb and my pointy finger. I was this close to having a C-section, but the midwife was really cool. The midwife was amazing. All of the nurses there, the whole team was just awesome. Well, in the whole time that I was there, I had about, they were like cheerleaders. The whole time I was there, I had about three midwives. Yeah. And the first midwife, I was like, oh, this is like not a great experience. My second midwife was like, okay. And then my cool. third, the third midwife came in who actually delivered me. And she was just so amazing. But I just really lucked out with that. Yeah, she came in and she was like, she almost like low-key threatened you with a C-section. Like, you know, if you're she- not making any progress and then they kind of told you the, I guess the, the, the secret, accurate way to push the secret to pushing. And then, um, you just, you just went for it. You're like, no C-section for me. And then mm-hmm. they came back in and she's like, you made me a believer that you're going to have this baby in the natural way or that you made me believe this baby's going to come in the next 45 minutes. And I was like, 45 minutes. Gosh, it takes forever. <laughs> so long. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like 30 hours later. So man, it was such a good experience. And then then he's here and we're delirious. We're delirious. He looks terrible. Please. We're delirious. I could not keep my eyes open. Yes. Literally nothing to complain about. I even got a nap in there. (laughs) They made me take a nap. Your, Your mom and sister made me take a nap. I was willing to go the distance, but, um, yeah. So, I'm I'm sure I got a nap in there too. But anyway, we are going on and on. I love birth stories. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> if you want more detail, I can go into more detail. But um, it was really great. So there you have it. Our top 10 married, married life, life experiences. experiences. You asked for it. And we we delivered. delivered. That should be our catchphrase. Even though no, no one's asking. No one asks for it. <laughs> okay, well, thank you guys for listening to us talk about ourselves. And we hope you enjoyed it. And we'll catch you on the next one. And we hope to make many more great, great experiences, experiences in the next little while that we're married. Many more experiences to come. We're only four years in. That's really not that long. It feels like a long time, but it's really not that that long. All right, you guys. Well, we'll catch you on the next episode. 